Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hi, this is Mark Sorrell with the Plan Vision Podcast, and I'm back with Jason Lynch. And Jason and I, or in this case, basically Jason, is going to talk about the SECURE Act. I'm a little bit late to this one, but with him coming on board now, it's a, an opportunity for us to provide an overview of the salient points of the SECURE Act and how it will impact some of our clients. Hi, Jason. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing great, thanks. Great. Uh, okay, so as Mark mentioned, I'm going to cover some points on the SECURE Act. A very high level, we're not going to dig into the weeds here. The SECURE Act was signed into law at the end of December 2019, effective January 1st, 2020. Yeah, it came in really quickly, right there? It, it did. Yeah. It did. There are a lot of discussions and it got tacked on to the bill uh, at the end there on the spending mm-hmm. bill. Yep. So the, the, there are several, ish, several items that actually were part of the bill. The three that we're going to look at briefly today uh, is, I think, a, a, a good change here no longer an age limit for contributing to traditional IRAs. If you remember in the past, mm-hmm. there, there was no age limit for contributing to Roth IRAs if you have earned income. Um, however, traditional IRAs, even if you had earned income, uh, you were not allowed to, contr- there was an age limit. So they've done away with that. And uh, that might know. help, that might help the part-timer who's over 70 and a half, who's still working but can't participate in a 401k or a 403b, they might be able to save a little money. Yes, yes. Yep. The next item I wanted to mention is raising the RMD's age from 70 and a half to 72. In my mind, that's really not a huge deal. We are moving it 18 months Mm -hmm. for those people. In the grand scheme of things, 18 months isn't a big deal because which is our final point to talk about. The bill also eliminated the stretch IRA for beneficiaries that are more than 10 years younger than the account owner that passed away. Okay. Hey, quick question for you on that. The raising of the age from 70 and a half to 72. Who would have been, who was impacted by this and who was not? Do you, what was the, right. is there an age cutoff here? Right. So the, the individuals that had reached age 70 and a half by the end of calendar 2019 would fall under the old rules. Yeah. That okay. The year you turn 70 and a half, you, may, you, you can start taking your RMD. If you don't take it that year, you do mm-hmm. need to take it the following year by April 15th. However, you also have to take the next RMD that you otherwise would have taken that year as well. So if you wait, if you had waited, you would have to double up in in your first year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And let me make some other comments on this as well too, Jason. First of all, if somebody is still working at an employer and participating in a 401k or a 403b plan, over the age of 70 and a half, or now 72, they do not have to take RMDs, true? True. Yeah. And also, the way that RMD rules work, 
is let's say that a retiree has three different IRA accounts. They only have to, as far as the IRS is concerned, they aggregate the, the total balance <clears throat> and they only have to take the distribution from one IRA, correct? That, that is correct. And the, the caveat is if you have 401ks or 403bs, those individually are calculated. Let's say you had two old 401ks. Yep. If they're still with the, the 401k custodian, you do have to take an RMD from each one. Yeah. But as, as you said, Mark, if they're IRAs, you can combine and take out of one. Yeah. And it's also true, not to get too, I don't want to get too bogged down here, but it's also true just so people know, or they're thinking about their RMDs. Most custodians these days do automatically calculate your RMD. They may not take the legal responsibility to calculate it correctly, but mm -hmm. most of them will do it for you. Yes. I think Vanguard, you just check the box to yep. agree to it. Yep. yep. Okay. Now back to the stretch IRA. Uh, maybe you can talk about the big change because this is really the one that is the most potentially prominent change, right? Yes, it is. And I just want to start off with, we're not talking about traditional, the spouse inheriting. I'm talking the surviving spouse with an IRA. Under the old law, if, they, if, if, if the account owner of a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA passed away in 2019, there were two options available for the beneficiaries. And again, the, the non-spouse beneficiary. Non-spouse beneficiary, yep, okay. yes. There's the five-year rule. The beneficiary has up till December 31st of the fifth year after death to empty the, bank, to empty the IRA account. Yep. The option two would be to take required minimum distributions over the beneficiary's life expectancy life expectancy following the, the tables that the IRS provides. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty simple. If you're, say, an adult child, you can either withdraw the money, all of it before the end of the fifth year, or take RMDs over your life expectancy. And that was the prior rule. That was the prior rule. And do you know how, were those things revocable? Like once you started the five-year rule, could you switch? Or the lifetime? It, okay. Really, the, the, the first year after death, when you had to take out, when you had to elect RMDs over your lifetime, if you had not taken one out the first year, then you definitely had to empty it by the fifth year. Okay. Because you defaulted into that. Correspondingly, if you took your RMD the next year the, correctly, you also remember RMD for everybody listening are required minimum distributions. You can always yeah. take more. Yeah. But, right, but you have right. to take the minimum. Yeah. Okay. And the okay. Rules. So the, the big the change, rules. big change is for decedents passing away January 1st, 2020 or after. Option one, we'll call it the 10 year rule. And it's very similar to the five-year rule, except 10 years. Now, option two is C, option one. There, there is no other option. You, the beneficiary, must empty the IRA, the inherited IRA, by December 31st of the 10th year after date of death. It, there's no ifs, ands, or buts for a typical 
non-spouse beneficiary okay. more than 10 years younger, and we're not going to address uh, okay. dis- disabled people or other eligible yeah. beneficiaries. So just to be clear here, I'm a 60-year-old. I inherit a $1.5 million IRA this year. I have to empty that within 10 years. Yes. And could I, for example, just let it all sit there and take it out in the 10th year? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So then the, right. the smoothing may just be taking it out over time to try to, yeah. Okay. Yes. You're gonna, are you going to get into some of the strategies? Yeah. Well, we're yeah. not going to dive into numbers. We're just going to talk in generalities. So yeah. to start with, with the, the Roth 401k and Roth IRA accounts, mm-hmm. the initial reaction by most everybody is, hey, wait until the 10th year, take advantage of 10 more years of growth. And when it comes out, it's not taxable. Let's say the million dollar IRA increased to 1.5 over 10 years. You take it out, you've got 1.5 million, not taxable. Yeah, and that's clearly for the Roth because that's tax-free. Exactly, yes. Okay, but other considerations, even for withdrawing the Roth IRA, might be take out funds earlier to avoid or pay off higher interest debt. You may want to pay off a house, pay for college, credit card, cars, whatever. Yeah. You may want to take annual distributions so that you you are able to max out your Roth IRA, 403B, pre-tax, mm-hmm. yep. IRAs, et cetera. Essentially transferring that into a longer term Roth or that, savings account, yep, okay. That's what, yep, that's what you're doing. Um, HSA, you could contribute the max to an HSA and also if your plan allows a mega backdoor Roth mm-hmm. in your 401k. Yes. Okay. So that's the Roth. Traditional pre-tax are a little bit different. And the strategies for a traditional 401, 403, and IRA accounts. One area I'd like to talk about first is pre-mortem, pre-mortem yep. options. So at that point, we're looking at maybe Roth conversions, even on your deathbed. If <laughs> if if you if you have power, if someone has power of attorney and they can act on your behalf in your best interest, they may want to do Roth conversions. Famous if, last words, right? <laughs> Convert to a Roth. Convert. Said, yes, exactly. Um, maybe that goes on the gray or the tombstone. <laughs> At least I converted it all to a Roth. Something. I converted before I passed. <laughs> um, another option went might be to choose more primary beneficiaries, and and what this is is that. Let's say you have a couple of children, but you have more grandchildren. You could sprinkle out the IRA to more people, which would allow a higher number of uses of lower tax brackets. If you've got four grandchildren, they're going to have lower tax brackets. Mm-hmm. And the say there are two adults, you're leaving the money to. Sure. You can take advantage of of multiple lower tax brackets. Okay. All right. So that's, that's pre-mortem, post-mortem. By the uh, way, Jason, can I go back to the, the Roth conversions, which would be somewhat 
you know, obvious to somebody that wants to, they just have to basically bite the bullet and pay the taxes now. That's what they're doing, right? Yes. And maybe they're actually in a lower tax bracket yeah, than the adult be. beneficiaries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the risk of somebody, you know, you take a 50, 55-year-old that receives a, a 400,000, 500,000 million portfolios, they're in their highest income earning years and they're going to have to take out this IRA now. You, they're really getting hammered in the taxes, so... Yes. Yep. But it is what it is, I guess. Um, under current law. That, yeah. that, that's my refrain, under current law. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks for the qualifier. Um, the, the, next, the next strategies are, are virtually identical to the Roth, is you don't have to wait until the, well, you can wait until the 10th year. You could take them out out each year to max out your tax-favored accounts, mm -hmm. take care of debt. So... Yeah. One thing I, I do want to point out, though, with regard to 403B, 457, deferred comp plans, the, the federal thrift savings plan, and collective bargain plans. Okay. The 10-year change does not take effect until January 1st of 2022. I see. So A just be bit. sure if you're in a 403B that it does fall under this. Don't, don't get a surprise. Okay, good. So I have a couple questions or maybe comments in light of those last points. I guess, first of all, um, the life insurance or the whole life or the universal life, permanent life approach, the argument, look, you know, look I do not promote those. <laughs> I don't buy them. Right. But they're going, there's an argument that's going to be made by them that this enhances the, the, the benefits of those products, right? Or, or not? I, I would agree with that. I, I would agree with that. I, I, I do agree with you. On the first point, I'm not a big fan of uh, mixing investments yeah. with insurance, but there may yeah. be cases where it, it's prudent, again, under current tax law. Could anything mm -hmm. change in the next five or 10 years? Yeah. So now this thing you raise about the multiple people is kind of interesting. And I'm going to go down probably a pretty um, unwieldy whole area here, but would it be ridiculous for somebody to say, oh, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to name all my grandkids as, um, or I don't know, maybe all, but some of my grandkids, my kids as beneficiaries, they can take it out. And then I will just have them gift the money back to the original beneficiary. And um, that gift, gifted money would not be taxed. You follow what I just described? Yeah, that, that's a great idea. As Except everyone, as, has to, everyone has to long, do it. As, as long as they cooperate. <laughs> As long as they cooperate, because, you know, I might, I might take my share and, and go to Maui with yeah, my exactly. surfboard and, exactly. and uh, pay for the next five or 10 years of my life. So if everyone's on board and again, you can't, you can't have more than the annual, you can't exceed the annual gift tax amount. You can, but you would just have to reduce yeah. your lifetime exemption. Sure. But, but, you know, I mean, give it to the 10 year old and the 10 year old gets $500,000 and says, I'll just give this to my dad. And um, uh, that's probably borderline absurd, I guess. But I suppose that there are enough people that are, a couple things, there are people that are so tax obsessed that they'll want to do something like that. And then there's also a lot of people that just want to be as clever as possible. So, <laughs> Right. Um, and, and not to go out into the weeds on that, but at this point, it's unclear. Well, let me back up. The SECURE Act says that 
um, minor children are not subject to the 10-year rule while they're okay. a minor. It's okay. when they re reach the age of majority. However, the age of majority in the tax code reference in the SECURE Act may be up to age 26 because it's kind of tied in with oh. keeping your kids on the medical on your medical insurance. Jeez. So it's a little 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 murky, but if it's if it works out that way, the best case scenario is you have a, a your 10-year-old who, who gets a portion of the IRA. They are required to take RMDs over their life expectancy up until age 26. At mm. that point, mm. then the 10-year rule does kick in. So we might be talking a 36-year-old. Oh, but again, that, that's still in the lab. And um, yeah, definitely yeah. do not. Okay, all right. Nobody so, act on it. Nobody, nobody act. act. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> all right. Hey, Jason, this was awesome. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Plan Vision Podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.